Hollander from the Brazilian band Diaphanis, and you're listening to KCOU Colombia. On Deck Circle here on KCOU 88.1 FM. I'm Michael Levitt with Adam Rosen. And as usual, we have baseball to talk about. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I'm very excited to talk about baseball. Oh, so am I, yeah. I... So, funny games go uh, wait, wait. Actually, a good amount of games. Is that not? Can you hear me? A good amount of games have been postponed uh, because of weather and um, other factors. Actually, a good amount of snow for some reason in the U.S. right now because, of course, there's snow right now. Yeah, between the snow and the rain. I mean, there's – or just weather in general. I mean, a lot more postponements this year for weather than for COVID, which is actually – Well, that's a good thing. I mean, that's yeah, a that's, that's a good thing. I was – I'm. Somewhat surprising. I mean, I guess you would expect there to be some for weather. Probably not this many this early on, though. Yeah. But um, there was actually, between yesterday and today, there was, uh, it was Jackie Robinson Day. So yesterday it was celebrated, and then for the teams that didn't play yesterday was today. Um, Adam, I know you, I know you, you think Jackie Robinson's the best player of all time. At least the greatest. The greatest. In terms of uh, the impact that he had and everybody around the world, especially just around the world, if you're talking just greatness in terms of impact, no one had a bigger impact on the sport. Oh, I would agree, yeah. Uh, but also, yeah, so every every year, uh, ever since the movie was released, I watched 42 on Jagger Robinson Day. That did not change yesterday. Uh, favorite, best scene in the movie, 100%, is the tomorrow maybe we'll all wear 42, and they always do now because to pay homage so no one can tell her and one apart, and I think that's awesome. So... Yeah, I think it's just fun movie, great movie, but in general, yeah, ha- great, awesome day to honor, especially in times like these where we gotta hopefully fight, hopefully continue the message that Jackie Robinson was trying to spread and just bat- combat against hatred and uh, inequality. So, shout out Jackie Robinson, go Jackie Robinson. Gotta get, I'm gonna get myself, I have to get myself a Jackie Robinson to Brooklyn Dodgers or one of these days. It'll happen. Gotta get myself to do that, but. Def- definitely that, w- that would be cool to have one. Yeah. I, I, I will. Yeah. I mean, his his legacy or his impact. I mean, his both his legacy and his impact are both still around today. I mean, it, it, he's 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 a player who ch- changed the way the game is played. Yeah. I mean, you can't even describe his impact in words. There's so many words you can use to describe it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's amazing how, how much he was able to accomplish. Or not, it's it's not amazing that he was able to accomplish it, but just the the huge how much he was able to accomplish for, and for anyone, especially would be, at that. I mean, he joined. He huge. started in majors at like twenty seven. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, wow. Just although he did play baseball before that, of course, yeah, right, and uh, yeah. But um, on some other some other, other good news, other history, yeah, other good news, um. Uh, there were, yeah. So the Padres, through finally through their first no hitter, 
in the history of the of their franchise, thrown by Joe Musgrove, San Diego native as well, actually. Yeah, and he grew up a Padres fan too. I believe his mm-hmm. um, his dad had been one for a while before he had. Um, yeah, so I mean that's a cool story. They actually just they just got him before this year too. Yeah, they just got him in the offseason. That was a great trade. I mean, obviously so far it's been a great trade. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I mean that's. And then they didn't have to give up as much for him as they did for Blake Snell and you Darvish too. Oh no, not because obviously those guys generally I would say those guys are higher caliber at least at the time. But so far, I mean, I mean that looks like a steal for them. Oh, definitely, yeah. Especially the way he's been playing so far. I mean, yeah. Granted, it's been what two, three starts for him. Um, I think he just made his third start Wednesday, I believe. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's. That that actually has been a really underrated move so far. Gotta say, can't I, every I've enjoyed watching that no hitter until I realized my opponent, my friend in fantasy baseball, had him against us, and we in our league we made no hitters worth a lot because no hitters are still really rare. And Joe Musgrove got him 130 points. I'm very disappointed, but you know what? Good for him. Another no hitter actually a few days ago was it Wednesday? I don't know Wednesday night. I believe yeah, it was Wednesday night. Yeah. Almost a perfect game. Unfortunately, Roberto Perez does not have uh, Sonic the Hedgehog reflexes to get out of the way of a pitch. Even it was a bad. Pitch. At first, I was annoyed because I love I love the White Sox, but you know it was upsetting. But you know what? He's so close. And just the story of Carlos Rodon throwing his first no hitter. What he's been through. I mean, from top top prospect, top pick, one of the top picks, one of the highest rated players in the draft, leaving. 2012, 13, 2014, when was he drafted? I believe I believe it was it was somewhere I think it was thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh twenty He was drafted. It yes, first round in twenty fourteen, twenty fourteen. And he third, was a third overall pick, I believe, too. Oh, yeah, he had such high expectations. And unfortunately he said so Many unfortunate injuries, wrist, you, you can name it, he's had wrist injuries, shoulder, Tommy John, and so he, he, look, I mean, he's got a lot of the stuff, he's got good stuff, he's got the talent level, it's just, could he stay healthy, and so far, it's only been a few starts, and he, look, he wasn't even tendered, and the White Sox ended up bringing him back, people thought he was going to be a bullpen guy even, but going to that, to throw your first no-hitter, just awesome, and I, I think, and, one, I mean, both of these are really cool stories, too. I mean, Musgrove, yeah, it's the Padres' first no-hitter, plus he's from San Diego. And Rodon, just for everything he's been through, I mean, both are just really, really cool, um, heartwarming stories, I guess, um, that really just sort of, I mean, yeah, I mean, they make it, they just make it so hard not to be romantic about baseball. Uh Uh-huh, you cannot, you, you have to be. A hundred percent, and I, I think the coolest thing was that in James Fagan's uh, article, uh, he's a White Sox uh, in, reporter for the Athletic. He said that Carlos Rodon said this in the press conference, saying any interview with the guys. Oh, it's like there's been ups and downs. Saying in a not, I'm going to read the cool quote. Rodon said in a nod to four years of injury updates, rehab starts, straining to positive, positive takeaways from negative experiences. And it, Rodon says this quote: "It just feels good to finally sit here and tell you I dominated today, and it felt good. I've never really done that. I've never been done it on this level, at least, and it feels good to say I did it." End quote. 
Just awesome. It's so happy to see that. And again, I as a white as someone who loves the White Sox, that's awesome. You love that. It just but in general as a baseball fan, that's such a cool story to see so many injuries and this guy like I mean, wow. Oh yeah, he he's been through a lot. Um especially, yeah, I mean in his professional career, he's I mean, just all the hoops he's had to jump through. It, it it's just it's, it really is a, an ex- inspiring story. It, it to, is. It's just a beautiful story. You'd love to see that. And hopefully he can, obviously, you're not going to throw a no-hitter every pit start, but you hope you hopefully he can continue it because it would be really cool to see him continue this. Oh, both of these guys, very yeah. Well. Do it, of course, yes, for yeah. both players. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... They, they would both be... The stories would get even better if they were to continue... Um, to continue doing well. Not that they're not already great stories. It's just they would become even more special because of that. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully both of them can be key, are going to be, hopefully, you could see eventually maybe both guys will be key players. They're going to potentially be key guys for this rotation, for both rotations, obviously. Especially with Musgrove. Musgrove being a guy who's going to have to step in because of a couple of injuries, uh, had to step up because uh, Clevenger's going to be out for the whole season. You've got... Uh, Denelson LeMay, who's still out for another who knows how much longer he's out for, should be back within the, within a month, I'd say. But I believe, yeah, month, I think he month. should be back relatively. But within, within, although it within is an elbow month. injury, yeah. so you you never wanna you don't wanna you don't want to rush those sort of things. You absolutely yeah. do not want to mess with that. Yeah, I mean, and Rodon, I mean, with I mean Dylan. Uh, I mean, we'll get we'll talk a little bit about this later. But Dylan Cease has been has had um, some his, his troubles with it, right like and and. I mean, for another reason that we'll get to a little later. Um, but I mean, it, it's it really is it really is amazing that these guys were able to complete this. Not not just that they couldn't, but just that they um, that they that they both been through a lot. I mean, Musgrove has, I believe, this was his third major league team that he's with now. Um, I mean, because he, I believe, he was originally with Toronto. And then was traded to Houston um, before pitching in the majors, and then after that went to Pittsburgh, and then just this last offseason was traded to San Diego. So, or he was drafted. It says he was drafted by the Blue Jays, and he was traded to Houston, correct? To Houston, and actually debuted with Houston right. and won the World Series with them. Yeah, and then he went to Pittsburgh. He must have been. In the, he was in the absolutely in the Garrett Cole trade. So. Yeah. And John, awesome stuff. You love that. Oh, yeah. And then Rodon, I mean, wasn't, I mean, like you said earlier, wasn't even expected to be in the rotation. He was fighting for a spot with, I believe, Reynaldo Lopez was his main competition for the fifth uh, rotation spot this spring. And Rodon ended up winning out. And, I mean, he, he's shown them why he deserves that spot. I mean, when he's healthy, he can be very good. Yeah, when he's healthy, he can be a top. Honestly, you could argue he might be one of the better. He could be a really good rotational piece for this team. He could be, and he could maybe not an ace, but he could be a number guess, two or three. Or, yeah. um, what's the word? The X factor. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the stuff. It's just health. Yeah, and I mean, for that reason, I mean, yeah, it's nice that the White Sox have depth just in case something happens. Obviously, you hope nothing does. Yeah. I mean. Um, you never want anyone to get hurt, but I mean, not only that, but if Dylan Cease continues to struggle, I mean, it's nice to have those extra guys 
just I mean because you figure it's very rare that a team gets through the season with only five starting pitchers or six if you're using a six man rotation. Yeah, you 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 you're gonna need other guys to make starts throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And I mean Rodon, I mean if he's healthy, can end up can end up being a very important piece for the White Sox this year. Mm, absolutely, and you would hope to see that he can stay again. Like I said, stay healthy. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to take a quick break, but when we return, we'll talk about um, a recent trade plus injuries and COVID list placements. But uh, stick around and more to come later. We'll be right back. Tune in to High and Tight with me and my co-host Logan Perone as we catch you up on the latest signings, trades, news, scores, and highlights from around America's pastime. Every Sunday at 11 a.m. on the 88.1 FM stream and on our website, KCU.FM on the Blue Box. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man. Mm, man. I don't sleep and I don't eat. But I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man. Mm, Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, man. Mm, If you're interested in building a great career, the Missouri Army National Guard is interested in you. The Guard will pay you to train for a wide range of jobs, such as engineering, combat arms, logistics, transportation, and military police. The skills you'll learn are needed in the Guard and are in high demand in the civilian job market. Plus, you may be eligible for a $20,000 bonus and student loan repayment. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard, aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. Welcome back to On Deck Circle here on KCOU 88.1. And Adam, there was, there normally aren't too many trades this early in the season. I mean, we're only two weeks in, about yeah. uh, three weeks in. So, I mean, it, it's very rare that teams are trading guys this early. Or at least major league players. Yeah, you might have a minor league player who was designated for assignment, which actually, there was a major leaguer who was designated for assignment and then traded. Mm-hmm. Um so I yeah, Rugnet Odor was traded for to the Yankees from the Rangers for two prospects. Actually, had a pinch hit single in his Yankees debut as well. Um, what do you think about this trade for the, for from the both teams' point of view? I mean, at first I was like, why? Rugnet Odor has never been a good hitter. He's been a good defender, and I think most people will say his not- most notable thing is uh, punching a certain uh, Blue Jays player. Like like that that is what most people I would say most people reckon remember him for, but now hopefully he can maybe turn it around, become an act, maybe use his hit, become a good better hitter, um, because he's got good. I feel like he's got some power to him. 
He just has to put that together. Now, he also has an amazing beard. Or had an amazing beard. But I'm just going to go off and say it. The Yankees' stupid clean-shave rule prevents him from having a beard, and now he looks like a 12-year-old. He, he does look a lot younger without a he, beard. He his, his apparently his daughter was like really sad about it. This is yeah. This I think is, she wouldn't even look look at him for for a little bit at, at least. Look what you did, Yankees! You made your you made a, a, a your a player's daughter absolutely upset. This is what happens when you have a. All right, let's be real. It's as a jokingly saying, it is a stupid rule. <laughs> it's it's a it's a tradition they have. You have to you cannot have facial hair. It is. It's a sin to them. I, I don't get that. I, I mean, mean, yeah. It's like, it's I guess. I guess it's a good thing. Um, Dallas Keuchel and Sergio Romo, some of the gr- guys who have the great Sergio beards, Romo in baseball, have, having 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 gone there in their career. I think Odor's like the Odor's probably the first one with as long of a beard as he has, or one of the first. I would say. I mean, maybe, maybe. I don't know that Johnny Damon really had a beard when he went there. Um, Sergio Romo shaved though. Yeah, like like mid game. Oh my gosh, no, that's not. See, does he not look like a ten? He looks so young. He does look he a lot like younger. A little, he yeah, looks like, a, like a high schooler. Like, oh Maybe my. not that young, but at least like twenties. Yeah, he looks so young. He does look a lot younger. I don't like it. Well, but. Yeah. Let and that's them... not because of the Yankees rule though. No, of course he's not even on the Yankees. Let the beards free the beard. Free the facial hair. Let it grow. Let it grow, let it grow, let it grow. We're not talking let it let let it snow. We're talking let it grow now. Cuz snow is canceling games right now. So stop it snow. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean it seems like a good a good deal from the Yankees' perspective, though. I mean, they they hopefully they don't need him to start games. It's more as a defensive replacement, pinch hitter, late in game, late game situation guy to come off the bench and I mean do what you need him to. And I mean, giving up a couple prospects for that, I mean that, that's not a bad deal. I think he's also under contract for next year as well. Um, I think Rangers are paying a good portion of his salary, too. Yeah, so they really didn't give much to get him. They got right, him. which, I mean, if, if he ends up having a a decent role on the team, I mean, that's a pretty big... That's a not a, that's a pretty good trade. Uh, that It would work out pretty well for them in that case. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... That, that, that could be an, a really underrated deal for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. So now moving on, there were actually a lot of COVID li- players who were placed on the COVID list this past week, and I mean the most no- the most notable couple were Jose Altuve and Jordan Alvarez. I mean there were others. You had um, also from H- also Houston placed Martin Maldonado and a couple other players. Um, I believe Alex Bregman was one of the ones who was on there, although he's back now. Um, Cubs had a few guys. Um, yeah, Dylan Cease was placed on the COVID mm-hmm. list. He was actually supposed to start today before that game was postponed. Supposed to come off the list and start then. Andrew Alton Simmons. I mean, how big of a problem do you think it is that there's this many guys who are being placed on the COVID list already? It's not good. It, it, is, it is not ideal because there's just, I mean, 
that's a lot of good players. And we saw, I mean, you could argue a lot of players who have had COVID. I mean, at least in the NBA, I know Jason Tatum at the Celtics, he's using an inhaler now because of it. Um, and we don't know that all these players actually have COVID. It could be just false. that they came into contact with someone. Or false positives. Or, or, right, that too. I mean, just because they're placed on the COVID list doesn't actually mean that they have gotten the virus. Yeah, which is good. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's both Astros and Cubs, both in multiple cases, and then there were a few other isolated um, cases, too. Simmons, Tiasca Hernandez on the Blue Jays, um, Dylan Cease, I believe, was the only White Sox who tested positive. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, it's not ideal for, especially after they went through all of last year without having many COVID cases. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it's worrisome that they're having this many only a couple weeks into the season. Yeah. It, it could definitely have a major impact on not only what teams make the playoffs. I mean, if these guys miss extended periods of time, but they could not be themselves when they get back, too, yeah, after missing con- so long. That's a big concern because you think about it, like how many players – and other sports too, like uh, again, like in other sports too, like players have had to use inhalers. Like I said, oh hey, right, some players are there's, not themselves. Yeah, there are future health issues too that they could have. I mean, this could then lead to other effects that, I mean, go beyond. I mean, it, it goes beyond baseball for sure. It's not just, of course. Obviously, baseball is a secondary concern for them. Their health is more important than than baseball. I mean, not in this case, but in pretty much any case. Um, I mean. The, Play, players really, they shouldn't have to give up their body in order to play baseball. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, getting COVID, I mean, you would hope that all these guys get through it smoothly with no issues, but I, you you never know with stuff like this. Yeah. I mean, there could be some, I mean, like the Jason Tatum thing, there could be some, um, some issues down the road that are led, that come back to yeah, there having could be it some now. big ramifications there. Correct. Yeah, I mean there you don't there's want that. right. And you wonder what the MLB is actually trying to do about this too and trying to make sure that get that vaccinated. They, which I, they have some players and staff. A lot of staff, teams have been. Correct. I know Brewers, I think almost all of them. I think the Yankees did. I, I think White, the White Sox. I know the White Sox even got players who weren't who were on the fence about it convinced to do it. Yeah, that's Which really, is really good. Co- cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have a team like well, you're saying like there's teams that have had issues. The Cubs, who had zero cases last year, none. No players were on the list. I, I don't believe anybody at all. I, yeah, I they think were, they were I the, the only team to the have only nobody. Only team last they handled year. it perfectly last year, and now all of a sudden, for some reason, they they have issues. All out of just they, one year to another, they have issues for some reason. Yeah, I mean, it, it... Get your vaccines, if you can. It, it really does not reflect well on baseball, too. No, it does not. I mean, the, the fact that they can't... Granted, you don't know... I mean, these players are actually... It, it's not in a bubble this year. Granted, it wasn't last year either, but there was a lot less... A lot, less, lot fewer people out in doing their everyday life. I mean, mm-hmm. by, by this point, there's... I mean, it's not back to normal, but you have more people are more getting sick of being in for in, or not, I guess not in inside. For so but long. Yeah, get being um, not being able to do their everyday, go about their everyday lives. That 
I mean, some people are doing some stuff that they're they probably taking more risks than they would have last year. Yeah. Simply because of that, or I mean, even p- people who are vaccinated could carry it and pass it on. I mean, who don't know? So I mean, it's. I think if they can find out where this came from, and then try once they have that information, then, um, then figure out how to prevent the same thing from happening again. I think that's really what not only the MLB but what the government in general should try to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to get into politics here, not to get political. Just get your vaccines, people. It's safe. It is proven to be safe, like in almost every case. Or 99%. Anyways, so... So there were a lot of major injuries this uh, this past week, too. Yeah, very unfortunate injuries. Um, just, I would say probably the the biggest one was Dexter Fowler. Yeah. Simply tore, because he's done for the season he now. He tore, tore his ACL on Friday. On a, could, didn't get a slide off, and it's just unfortunate. Big injury. So he's out for the season. You got a couple of guys who um unsure of how much time they're going to miss. Um... Lorenzo Cain, I don't know how much time he's gonna. Rizzo. I think he's 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 out until possibly early May. Lorenzo Cain. Yeah, it's not, um, unfortunately, not Chris Archer's long. out indefinitely. Johnny Cueto out indefinitely. Um, yeah, I mean th- th- these these are guys who could have. I mean, Cueto's been great this year too. Yeah. As I mean, I think we'll talk about him a little later. But um, I mean, he's he's really he's really sort of regained his his prior success and. I mean, tapped into that, and it, it, it really is, it, it's nice to see that, for one. So, I mean, this is unfortunate on that level, but not only that, but, I mean, this is right below his pitching shoulder, that he has um, a muscle strain. So, I mean, it, it's not, and he's expected to be out for an extended period of time. So, it's it's really, really is an unfortunate break for him. Yeah. And, um, At least some good injury news, I guess. Tatis is expected to be back tonight. Yeah, that that is good news. I mean, especially after it was expected that he was going to miss major time. Yeah. Um, after how horrible that injury looked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, although, I, so I guess Miguel Cabrera got hurt, which obviously hurts his chances of reaching some milestones or pushes him back. Um. I believe, yeah, he has a mild left bicep strain. So it's expected to be out until uh, end of this month. So he's only missing a couple weeks, which is good. Um, not necessarily missing a huge period of time. Um, and Anthony Rendon's another big name who got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, left groin strain, so he's out until possibly late April, too. Yeah, I mean, there's not... Guys who could miss a couple weeks, um, guys who could miss about a month, Lorenzo Cain, Max, Max Fried got hurt. Um but, yeah, I mean, it's more the the longer injuries that are that are obviously worse, um, but are more unfortunate too. I mean, Johnny Cueto, Dexter Fowler, who was back in an everyday role this year, um, which I guess he was last year too, or somewhat. Um, and I mean, he was a placeholder for uh, Joe Adele, who's in the minors, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I mean, and then Chris Archer is out indefinitely too. No, no word on how long he's supposed to be out. So, I, yeah, I mean, it, it really is unfortunate about how how serious these injuries are. Yeah. But 
So we are going to take another quick break, and when we return, we'll have more baseball to talk about. So talk about postponements a bit. Um, some uh, tempers flaring between the Cubs and the Brewers, and take a look at some uh, some gr- good stories to sort of wrap up this this week of baseball. So stick around, and we'll be back in a minute. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your Sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. Man, am I glad to see you. What are you doing on this deserted road? Some guys from school drove out here and we're going to start fooling around with drugs. When I told them all drugs do is mess up your head and get you in a lot of trouble, they kicked me out of the van and drove off. You're right not to get involved in the drug scene. Nobody with any sense wants any part of it. How do I get home? That's no problem at all. I want my teenage son to be thinking how to deal with life's stresses and natural changes. I want to know how to talk to him about things he'll experience as he builds relationships. I want him to know I'm there for him. I just don't know how. Here is a resource that can get you started. Connect With Me activity cards have been developed to help begin the discussions. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and other resources. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. KCOU 88.1. You're listening to On Deck Circle. I'm Michael Levitt with Adam Rosen. And Adam, as we enter the last segment of our show, or last stretch of our show for this this week at least, um, what are your th- how do you, how do you think these all these postponements have been affecting not, not only the teams themselves but the fans? I mean, it, it, it's going back to a full season of baseball. I mean, what what do you think? Has this affected fans' expectations? I think so. I mean, when you have a team that like the Mets, who's got so many games being postponed, and fans pay for nine game, nine inning games, but now they're only going to get seven couple. They're going to have to have a, double, a bunch of doubleheaders, and fans are going to be upset because that's nine inning game. They paid for a nine inning game. They're going to get seven inning games, which it's not fair. I think they have they need to go back to nine inning doubleheaders because that's oh, what yeah. fans pay for that. That's last year I was fine with it because it was. No fans. This year, it's nine. You pay for nine innings. You should get nine innings. Correct. Like if you go, if you pay, if I pay a hundred dollars for a, because uh, you're expecting nine innings ticket, when you buy I, the ticket. I want to. I want to. I want nine innings. I, I know. I mean, I know people who a few years ago last year. I think my parents one time bought bought Angels Cubs tickets uh, three weeks in advance because it was supposed to snow that week, and they got lucky and it did snow out that game. So they actually got those tickets. They actually got to go anyways because. Of a postponed game, they they were able to get cheaper tickets because of expected weather, and they got lucky. So 
but you know, like in general, you pay you pay a hundred to pay a hundred dollars for a ticket. You you should get that full nine inning game. Right. You buy the ticket for expecting nine innings. And then if it turns out you're only going to see seven after the game's postponed. Obviously, it's out of your control. It's out of oh, it control, is out. Yeah. It should not be not seven innings. It should go back to nine. Yeah, I I don't understand why they kept that for this year. Yeah, I know they want games to be shorter, but I've always that's not yeah. the way to do it. There are a lot better ways to to do this and sort of keep it also only affects almost the integrity games. of the game, the main basic rules of the game the same. It also only affects a certain amount of games a year. Anyways, it's not like it makes every game shorter. Oh right, so, right, and it, I mean, always, yeah, there have been more this year, but that's that's luck. I mean, they didn't know called, that there were it's going just to called be. weather. Correct. Dumb. I mean, the weather's not very nice. But so yeah, so yeah, it's a couple games. There's only one game going on right now with the Cubs Braves, but yeah, so a bunch of games. Yeah, like you said earlier, a bunch of games have been delayed. And three today too. Uh, yeah, Red Sox, White Sox, Mets, Rockies, and Blue Jays, Royals were all postponed today. So Mets are now up to seven postponed games this season. Kind of incredible. I believe they've only played three or four games in their last eight. Um, I think in their last in the last eight days they played about three or four games. Which I mean, I, granted, it's hard to control that with weather, and I mean, COVID was part of that, but it's still not really. It's something that it, it throws off the rhythm of the players. I mean, yeah, it, it, you can't really control it. It's just the way the schedule worked out and it, the way it works out that these games got canceled. And I'm not, I'm not saying that they could have done anything to prevent it. it. But it could end up affecting the Mets' success later this season. If, I mean, because their players can't really get in a good rhythm if they're not actually playing in a game. And not getting those opportunities, they, they could... I mean, it might take them a little longer to get going. I mean, Jeff McNeil's been a little slow this season. Um, I mean, some of their other players haven't really kicked, uh, gotten back to their normal production. And it might take them longer to do that because of these postponed games. Mm-hmm. But hopefully the weather decides to stop being annoying soon. But. Going back to what we were saying, what we were going to talk about la- later, the Cubs-Brewers conflict. So, basically, if you don't know what happened, the Cubs, uh, uh, let's see, Wilson Contreras has been hit, like, eight times or seven or six, seven, eight times by the Brewers in the last 12 games. I mean, one of them being near in the head, helmet area, and that's not okay. I don't care. It's, it gets ridiculous at a point. I don't care if he's. Oh, cra- is, I don't yeah. care if he's crowding the plate. And I'm going to try and be as objective as I can here. I don't care if he's crowding the plate. You can figure it out. I mean, it's one thing to throw it like somewhat inside, but there's no way that you can't possibly tell me it's not intentional. There's at, no at least intention. one of those times. At least yeah. once or twice, honestly. Yeah. Hopefully I mean, the headshot. It, it, hopefully it that is, headshot. It would be hard if all of these are not intentional. Not intentional. Uh, hopefully the he- head one was not. I mean. That oh, I would hope. Yeah. Noxious. But so then. A few games later, Brandon Woodruff is the pitcher, and he's at the plate, and Ryan Tapera throws right behind him, and it's clear. I mean, come on. It's clearly intentional. Oh, yeah. And Ryan Tapera got suspended three games, uh, so he's, I believe he's appealing. David Ross, manager Ross, was also suspended a game, so he's not, he is not uh, in the dugout today. So. Yeah, I mean, it really is sort of a. There's been a lot of 
issues there. Yeah, I mean, managers can't appeal their suspensions either. So Ross just had to take the suspension and sit out one game. And, I mean, and Wilson Contreras said it was intentional, too. After basically the game, he basically did, yeah. He basically did. Said it, basically said it was intentional and said that it would have been better if they had thrown it a position player yeah. as opposed to the pitcher. He said, I think he said that to Woodruff, too. Okay. So he said it in an interview, but he said it apparently said it to Woodruff like, yikes. Like, that's like a really bad thing to do there, Wilson. First, like, yikes. even if it is in retaliation for him being hit, you you still don't come out. You and don't say just that. like blatantly say, "Hey, I, I, we, we meant we should have thrown at this guy. We were trying to hit hit you, but we should have thrown at a different person." Ay ay ay. Like, what are you doing saying that? Right. Really? I mean, yeah. It's a dumb you, thing you to could say. Tell, you could tell it was intentional. So he, they probably would have gotten suspended anyway. But the fact that Contreras basically came out and said that just even drew just drew even more attention to it. Yeah, it was a really dumb thing to say, if I'm being honest. It was not, not a good idea. But let's move on to some good things. Some really good stories from this season so far. It's early, but there's some cool stories like Yerminator, the Yerminator, Yerman Mercedes, the man, the myth, the legend, eight for eight to start the season, eight for nine to start his career, and all he does is hit absolute bombs. So yeah, I mean he he's really no, I mean he wasn't really expected to have a huge role with the team either, uh, but I mean made the opening day roster and just hasn't stopped hitting he's been he's been their main dh too mm-hmm. um at least most days and uh i mean yeah i mean his production has been unreal this season it's been a st- almost been historic up to that to, to the level where it's historic i mean you've got him hitting 476 uh, on base of 522 ops totals 1307 i mean that's ridiculous three home runs i mean it is a small sample size it's so but small but it's so fun it, it basically is to start his career he had one at bat last year and that was all he had in his career before this year so yeah it's not technically isn't the start of his career but it almost is. it, it, it almost it basically is, yeah. is. It cl- it's close enough that you can basically say it he's eight for nine to start his career correct Started at eight for nine first career and eight for eight in the season. Yeah, yeah. So, and another player in the same division, uh, Akil Badu of the Detroit Tigers, who's a Rule Five pick as well. Yeah, he's been crazy. Three twenty three, average three thirty three on base. So he doesn't walk ever or get uh, well. Eleven seventy two OPS with four homers, including uh, I believe an opposite field homer on his first pitch of his career, or at least the first. Yeah, I think so. So he's been great. It's fun to watch for the Tigers. Uh, Tigers have been okay. I mean, nothing is spectacular, but yeah. Hey, I mean, they they six and seven. I mean, they they've been better than most people expected them to be. Yeah, I, would say. I mean, Casey Meisman's pretty solid too. So yeah, they've had some they've had some uh, some of those young some of their young players really start uh, doing well, and I mean that that's really helped the team. I mean, you have. Heimer Candelario's been good this year. Um, you mentioned Casey Mize. Tariq Skubal's been relatively good. Um, yeah, I mean, it, and that's that's sort of another reason this Miguel Cabrera injury hurts is because he was sort of the main veteran, one of the main veteran presences on this team. And 
So for him to get hurt like that is, I mean, I mean that that takes away one of the main leaders in the team. So yeah, I mean that really is just sort of a, a tough loss for them. Mm-hmm. And then a, yeah, a couple other uh, players. Um, we mentioned uh, Johnny Cueto earlier, and I mean he's really he's really surprised this year. I mean no one really. No one really expected him to be this good, as as good as he is. And, I mean, he's really gotten back to his, his old success. I mean, he had he has a 180 ERA in three starts. Obviously, now he's hurt. But um, 20 innings. Um, yeah, I mean, he's 2-0. I mean, 18 strikeouts to four walks. 191 batting average against 085 whip. I mean, it doesn't get really, much better than that. What? Doesn't get much better than that. Oh right, yeah. But I mean, that's another yeah, or another starter who's been downright ridiculous, like, like video game numbers, is Corbin Burns. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Team whip, the uh, Brewers team whip as starters is one is point eight one. Guess what Corbin Burns whip is. I'm going to say 050. Less. 030. 0.22. 0.49 ERA. He's given up like four hits all season. That is really ridiculous. And that's unfreaking believable. And to think that just two years ago, his ERA was above eight. Jeez. What a turnaround. I mean, oh, yeah. the whole Brewers starting pitching staff has been flat out historically dominant. Um, and, and they've been. They sort of talked about that, and they're all in competition with each other. They try to outdo each other as far as who, I love how good they can do. Um, I think the first turn through the rotation, I believe they only gave up one run, and that was Brett Anderson who gave it up in the fifth start. So they, he was the last of the starting pitchers to go, and he that was the first run they had given up as a starting pitcher, which is ridiculous that they. I mean, yeah, it, you would think it's not gonna. They can't keep this up the whole season. There's no, there's no doubt that they, they, they're going to fall off at least at some point, or at least it's going to get a little worse. But for the time being, I mean, this is about as good as it gets. I mean, the Brewers. I mean, if this can go on for an extended, not go on for like at least a quarter of the season, the Brewers could very well be in the in the postseason picture. Yeah, I mean, they're. I think they're the best team in the division. And I, again, I said a few weeks a while ago that they weren't, and now I mean, before, right before the season started, I changed my mind. So, hooray for changing my mind early. Uh, another pitcher is doing very well, very, very, very well. Steven Matz, he's been really good. Two and zero, one four six ERA, thirteen strikeouts, a point eight nine WHIP. So he's been outstanding too. I mean, obviously it's only been a few, only two starts, so appearances. So can do we think it's. Do we think that hangs on? I mean, obviously, it's not going to continue like that, but do we think he can be a good starter in this league? Do we think the Blue Jays can fi- can keep fi- working on him and have him fixed? I think it's possible. I, I mean, I don't know that he'll, he'll be this ridiculous no. the whole time, but, I mean, if he if he can, if he's figured out something, I mean, there should be something that would at least make him a dependable starter going forward. And, I mean, obviously, part of that's his health, too. I mean... He he's had some injury issues in his career, um, and that that's sort of one of the things that stopped him from being uh, a a lot better, or not a lot better, but uh, being that stopped him from being a solid piece for the Mets. That and I mean, yeah, I mean they traded him 
Actually, yeah, to the Blue Jays this past offseason. And now, I mean, Blue Jays have had some starters hurt. I believe Ross Stripling's hurt. Um, Nate Pearson got hurt. Yeah, so, I mean, Matz has really taken on a bigger role with the team. And obviously that's worked out with how he's playing. Granted, this probably isn't going to keep up for the whole season, but it's still a really good story. Yeah. Yeah. Another guy, Vlad Jr., has been fantastic. He's finally getting up. Looking so far, obviously, early, but again, early. But so far, he's looking like that top prospect we saw who was the best prospect in baseball. Three homers, 413 batting average, 526 on base, 1,200 OPS. I mean, wow. Yeah, I mean, maybe losing that weight in the offseason had, had something got to have helped. Yeah, it probably. Or, I mean, granted, that's not the only thing he worked on, I'm sure. Um, there could be other reason, other things that go into that. But that's still, I mean, you would think that at least had something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he could be a very big face within baseball very soon. I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Probably not the face. I would say either Ronald Acuna Jr. or Fernando Tatis Jr. have that, but. He could be one of the most popular players oh, in baseball yeah. if they can market him right, right? Because he's got, he was already beloved as a prospect. I mean, the home run derby a few years ago was just, oh my. And, you know, he's got a pretty famous dad, I'd say. Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah, pretty famous. He's yeah. all right. Decent player. And I think one last guy who's really um, surprised so far this year, Byron Buxton. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, he's, my. he's been day to day for the past few days, I think with a hamstring injury. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in nine games so far, has five homers, five doubles. Uh, hitting 469 with an on-base percentage of 528 and OPS, a slugging of 1,094, which adds up to an OPS of 1,622. I mean, granted, it's nine games. It's a small sample size, but it's still ridiculous that he's able to do that. I mean, if he can, he's going to fall off. The question is, will he be able to keep some semblance of this in his in his future um the rest of the season well right when he's back yeah i mean last year he had an ops of 844 got on base at a 267 clip when while batting 254 so his on base isn't great in his career it's below 300 um yeah and he has two walks this year which is the same amount he had all of last year i think he got these the two walks this season within the first week of the season um so, yeah, I mean, that's been a really good story. I mean, if, if he can finally reach his true potential, I mean, he's had a he's, – he was a top prospect. He's been sort of touted as being able to break out any time now. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if this is the season he finally does it, I mean, that would be great for the Twins, especially since they're fighting for the AL Central. They're the White Sox main competition for that, so that, yeah. that would be huge for them. And uh, another guy, Tyler Naquin's been fantastic. I don't know how long that's going to keep up, but speaking of, speaking of the AL Central, we have to talk about that pitching duel from Giolito and Shane Bieber quickly. That oh, was yeah. fantastic. It was Tuesday night. Oh, my goodness. That was unbelievable. Yeah, that that was one of the best matchups of the season so far. That was far. one of the best pitching matchups I've, I've ever I would say seen. maybe the only one that's better was Corbin Burns versus Jose Barrios when both of them oh, had, yeah. both of them had a no-hitter through – five innings mm-hmm. I think six, I think Burns I think. lost his in the sixth I think it was through six actually it might have been through um, I want to say Burns gave up a hit through five after five and two-thirds 
Let's see. But I could be wrong. April 3rd. Uh, let's see. No, it was the 7th. It was the 7th. It was the 7th, okay. That was when the solo homer. But, what a not... That was a fun game to watch, too, but... Wow, I mean, that that is like ace-ace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Berrios, you can argue, is an ace for the Twins. And Burns, you can... He, he's one of the Brewers' top two pitchers. Him and Woodruff, same no, with Berrios no and Maida. No doubt. Uh, but Bieber and Giolito are the two clear-cut top pitchers on their team. Absolutely. Even with Rodon's no-hitter. I mean, he, yeah, Giolito like really has, yeah. has proved proven himself so far. Also, awesome guy. Apparently he loves cats. And he plays MLB The Show, which is fun. We like Duke. Because Giolito seems like a cool dude. Oh, he does seem, yeah. There's a lot of players within baseball that seem like nice guys, that seem like really nice guys. Hey Lucas, if you're listening, I want to play you in MLB and beat you. Totally, totally going to beat Lucas Giolito on MLB the show. But with that, that is going to do it for us for this week. So we'll be back next week. This has been on deck circle with Michael Levitt and Adam Rosen. We'll see you guys again next week. Uh, drive home safely. Start